well, here we are in the phase of the project that's both given me euphoria and anxiety attacks at the same time, if you can imagine it. I guess I should be a little honest when I say songwriting is probably the last thing I would put down on the list of things I feel like I'm decent at. I've done it multiple times when I've caught that sort of shooting star that ignites in your brain and tells your creative glands to wake up. But every time that's happened, they're more like star fragments that burn too bright and out too soon, creating that ever-wonderful half-finished page of words or lyrics or poetry I was so consumed with before a different, prettier, multicolored balloon of thought caught my eye, and I wandered away from it like a child in a park. Before you ask whoever's listening, I guess I should clarify, I do know I'm only 15 years old and I sound like a woman in her early 30s at the youngest, and I've gotten the term old soul quite a lot so you don't have to feel guilty about thinking it. But just to get the record straight, I'm from planet Earth, I'm a human girl, and not a robot. I do not work for the government, though it is an option I would like to explore in my college years, so to speak. I don't know my IQ, but if I did, I doubt it would make me worthy of the nickname Kid Genius I was so generously given in 8th grade physical science least favorite class, if you're wondering, by the way. And I'm reasonably confident when I say you're probably confused as heck why I would need to clarify these things. It's okay to have questions. I mean, I always do when I think of writing. But writing for me isn't just some marathon event I can pour it all out in one coffee and Pop-Tart-fueled night. It's sort of an entire movie franchise with its ups and its downs and script changes and tearful plot twists and that horrible abandonment of the idea before it ever really gets that far. So some of it's going to be explained. Some of it will be left open. And really, it can be up to you what you think of it. So let's jump in. When I was first asked to participate in this project, there was confusion. There was overwhelming support from my younger siblings. And there were blocks. It's like I'm a spider spinning a bunch of webs at the same time, and once I'm finished, I can never decide which web to live on. Each one is so detailed and glistening in the sunlight, I can never choose between them. So I chose this area of my life to write about because it's both a challenge to write and express in everyday life, and because of all the layers and connections and turmoil I have to work with in this margin in particular. There weren't any real clear lines about which memories or personality traits I thought were the most important to me. I simply put down little shards of looking glass that I'm always looking at whenever I think of how to describe myself. And when I look, I see the colorful and interesting and unique and the quirky and the enchanted and the laughing and the sobbing. I see a rainbow of a mind and a hippie, indie, loud and expressive playlist of songs that go with it better than any pairing of condiments or dipping sauces. At first, I wanted to write about how messed up the world was, how kids can't grow up without seeing it all anymore. But that idea went dry as soon as I started writing down lyric ideas. I realized there was so much that I wanted to write about, about dreams and insecurities and innocence and growing up, counting stars and listening to old songs. It was a bit of a whirlwind before I landed on friendship. While I was writing about all the ideas that inspire me to put words to paper, I realized the majority of what I write is actually what I would say if I had the kind of confidence that would let me talk in a room and be a social butterfly. It ties exactly to this song and also how I'm still learning to make friends and in the same way I'm still learning to talk in public. The original meaning of my song was supposed to be about some sort of love, but I realized that love doesn't need to be what everyone thinks about it. When a song is typically about two people, everyone assumes it's a love story, when really it's normally about two people who can become best friends. And love can really mean anything anymore. So when you love and care about your friend, you want what's best for them. 
And sometimes I don't even really have a plan. I just pick up a pen and pencil and I grab my computer and I just start typing or writing all the words in my head until I'm totally tapped out. I realized I can incorporate a need of a healthy and friendly relationship into my song with someone that you trust with anything, your best friend, so to speak. And one of the main things I learned about myself is that I downplay and upplay a lot of things. I'm not really the best at seeing the brighter side of things, and I don't really say much when things are bothering me. It's like in a way everyone calls me too smart or temperamental. I never really say much to that. So I don't exactly have many friendships where I can speak my mind fully and the latter understands or gets how excited or frustrated or sad I am. So I wanted my song to really be about that. Two people who know just how much they could feel better if they would just talk to each other, but they're too stubborn to do so. And they feel as if everyone doesn't need them or want them. And in return, they should feel unneeded and unwanted as well. Writing for me is much more than the words I put on the page. It's the way the pencil or the pen feels when I'm writing, the way I draw on the corners of the pages and how I sign my name at the end of each piece. When I write for someone I care about, it's the way I add little jokes and messages that only they will understand and smile at. It's the way I slept the previous night. It's how I'm breathing at the time, what I see and the things I eat, how hot or cold the room is. It's what I want to know and what I do know. For the most part, though, I would say writing is a bit like mixing pancake batter. And just let me explain. You have all your essential ingredients that are whisked together and then some more experimental ones added in the hopes they'll give the pancakes something a little unique once they're eaten. And sometimes they come out a little burnt, maybe richer or bigger than expected. Sometimes they're too crispy or sweet and your appetite for them is ruined, so you need a break from trying to make them. Maybe you have to change the recipe up. Maybe something you added you thought would be perfect is messing up the batter, or an ingredient you never thought of came to mind, so you throw it in. But no matter how I seem to slice it, I'm more often than not finding myself stirring that bowl of pancake batter well past breakfast hours. It should be the easy part, since I'm about to utilize metal and fire, two things that, in my opinion, when said out loud, do not go well together. Not with this klutz of a girl. And I guess the story wouldn't be really complete without telling you one of the big reasons I've been writing this year. The black hole, as I like to call it. What it is and what it has to do with how I write in the first place. You see, for as decent as I can be on the page, I'm about a twelfth of that when I'm really talking in person. Seriously, it took 20 minutes of pep talk to even start this podcast, if that's any evidence. I'm a natural-born introvert, and that's what I'm getting at. And let me tell you something about high schools and hundreds of students and natural-born introverts being mixed together for four years at a time. Not a good combo. Ever. I'll skip the whole word fluff and just come right out and say it. I have been picked on and singled out by people in schools for most of my 15 years. I'm always the smart girl who just will give you the answers or the crazy girl who cares about everything and everyone and gets too upset easily. The redhead who lives up to standards and loses her temper too fast. There have been instances where people in my class have had a full-on debate about my hair color being red or brown or dirty blonde to my absolute annoyance, and I would be lying if I said this was the complete story of my life. I mean, I've survived this long, but freshman year was definitely a stereotype-fulfilling pick-on moment if there ever was one. It feels extreme, I know, but that I look at it this way. You see, 
I've come used to the idea that sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can do more than hurt. They can cut you and they leave imprints on you like stuff that falls into unfinished concrete. They cause people to lose their passion in the things that they love more than anything. They shut people up and burn holes that you would never even notice until you see the person. For me, it got kind of tough during the fall semester, right before winter break, when all those horrible words and concerns for my teachers and never saying anything about it wore me down. I, the constant leg cramps that I got during dance were a sign I wasn't eating right, and not that I was enjoying the ones that I got through without that horrible pain. I couldn't really sleep at night, but I was exhausted, and I couldn't stay and I couldn't stay awake, so I woke up every morning with a ton of bricks on my head. And on top of that, I'm one of the four children my parents have that got through the entire flu season without a single sneeze, so no off days in that sense. Really. I guess writing for me became my coping mechanism for a lot of things, so I wrote. I wrote about the black holes in my stomach and everything I'd been called or felt about it. I spent hours outside writing in my journal, pouring out the bad and the good, throwing in some good things for the sake of sanity. And for a while, this was my routine, keeping my mouth shut during the day and then pouring everything out at night, all into the stories that I wrote. Dreams about finally having enough and running away, even when the destination was always different. It always felt like home, wherever I was running to. Dreams of going to college and pursuing my ambitions, helping to fix the world, getting the job I'd always wanted. But overall, what I wrote was mostly, again, what I wanted others to understand about how I felt. For them to stop telling me how to fix my problems and, and just listen. To finally act on how all these over-obsessive and constant feelings of no longer holding back and to finally stop caring about how I, about what I was going to say affected other people. And to quote from one of my favorite artists, Sarah Bareilles, I wanted to say what I wanted to say and if that was selfish, then I'd be selfish and I would live with that. I guess that's the point of a podcast though. You talk and people listen to you. And looking back on it, both parts of the project should have been really easy. Write down a poem, put it to music, and speak about why and how you wrote. Of course, it's much deeper than that, but exactly what my song is at its base, it's about being listened to, being understood by a world that in reality might not ever. It's about not wanting to be alone anymore. And really, maybe that's why I write in the first place, to say all the things I want to but can't. Well, not with total confidence yet. I'm going to close out this podcast with sharing the song I've just spent weeks working on. Going against a lot of things in my head, screaming at me to do so, but here it is. Lonely Together by Sarah Jones. You still watch old movies in the schoolyard. I talk to the dead. I draw Celtic symbols on the corner of my notebook paper. You have resting bedhead. Doesn't matter how hot it is, a sweater is what I wear. And you got detention wearing your hood up in class, but don't care. The kind of friends who don't talk outside of class, but when we're thrown together, all we can do is laugh. And then when the bell rings, the magic's not there. It's back to being the smart girl who listens to everyone, to all their opinions, and just has to care. I hate how much we're alike, how stubborn we both can be. And what's the point of a lone wolf who keeps finding you next to me? You make me want to try talking in class and say things that are real. And when I say you should write, you want to make me feel. But every time's a disaster when I ask you to play. 
You get mad, we both start yelling, and I run away. Because I know we'd be the best of friends. In class, on the run, up till the end, we'd write down everything we'd say, then four years later look back on all our messes and mistakes, and we'd be able to laugh. Eat all the junk food that we want, sing songs we don't even know, take a bow, laugh out loud at our awful higher notes. But we don't. Because we're different and the same. You set fire to the rain, and I never tell you about my pain. But you're lonely, and so am I. We're the kinds of people who laugh when we really mean to cry. We sit on either end of the bus like we don't need each other, but we could be all right, and we could be good, and we'd be lonely together. I turn up my headphones way too loud, and you're still the only one who gets what I'm trying to block out. I'm crying in the church, and I don't know what high school love is. We're told to be the change, but we're stuck on pause as kids. And all these thoughts in my head, do you question your worth? or get lost counting the stars? Can you feel when others hurt? Two soul fragments who could hear each other across the world. We're, we're the bring out the best of kind of pair. I'm a flower child with a secret rebel side. You write your own Shakespeare letters, but don't want to share. And we could cry at the end of songs and plays and sleep under the trees, spend the dog days of summer in the pool, and I'd make you believe in enchantments and magic and destiny. And like how we'd always find each other. And while I teach you how to trace the stars, we'd admit we're lonely, but we'd be lonely together. Well, I guess I got tired of talking with misery and at some point choked down my pride. Finally texted something simple, never really expecting a reply. Then lightning strikes, everything's changed. And you make me spill my tea, laughing at all your shenanigans. I put on a show with my stories. Because of you, I sing at the top of my lungs and dance till my legs are sore. I speak more with ease, and I try and listen more. I can pose for pictures and stand to and proud for. You make me try and smile, and it's okay to have good and bad feels. And I can mess up, and I don't need to lie. And it takes some more time for things to heal. And turns out we don't even take the bus. We think it's way too loud. We walk together on the sidewalks. I wear my headphones. You know I can't stand the sound. In the winter, we gather with other girls and block out the freeze. And when it rains or the heat is brought, we fight for cover in the trees. And sometimes I'm a little cold because I no longer just wear sweaters. And I take my time walking to and from school in the calm and the frantic weather. I spend hours listening to all and remind them we need each other. And I remind them that we may all be lonely, but we can all be a little less lonely together. Thanks for listening.